Welcome to In Touch Podcast. We're Brittany and Nicole, and together we're here to help you figure out what's right for you and your wellness in this fast-paced world. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of In Touch Podcast. Uh, today we are talking about probably a lot of different topics, but the main topic is about kind of like toxins and reducing our exposure to toxins. Um, Brittany's going to take the lead on this one because she works with a company, um, doTERRA, that is an essential oil company. And that's all about like using essential oils in our life is all about getting rid of the harsh chemicals and toxins out there that we can replace by using natural ingredients like that are found in essential oils. So that's kind of a topic we're going to do today. Um, I know we've touched on it in other episodes a little bit because it is something we're passionate about. Um, and before we dive into that, Brittany's actually going to do a meditation for us today. I think it has a little tie-in to um, toxins, whether that be, you know, emotional or spiritual as well. So we're going to start with that first and then dive into the topic. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. So this meditation is detoxing your mind in five minutes. And I've kind of paraphrased it from... Alejandro Hunger, he's an MD, um, and he has a book on the best-selling New York Times bestseller list, so I just am a fan of him, and I saw this on there, and I thought it would made a lot of sense to share it with everybody today. So the first step is getting comfortable and breathing, and you know, if you're driving, keep this in mind that we don't want you to crash your car, so maybe you come back to this at another time. Sit up in your chair with a straight back. Place your feet flat on the floor under your knees. Rest the palm of your hands on your thighs and relax your arms. Look straight ahead, but try not to focus anywhere in particular. Instead, notice everything in the room at once. Take a deep breath and start feeling your feet. Feel them touching the floor on the inside of your shoes. Feel the temperature, the humidity, feel the texture of your socks. Feel your feet intensely from inside. Do not think about them, just feel them and sense them. Next, we'll scan our body with attention. After a few breaths, move your attention to your calves and feel that sensation there for several breaths. We'll now move our attention from body part to body part. So first to our thighs, your bottom against the chair, your abdomen, your lower back, your chest, the upper back, your shoulders, your arms, your hands your neck, face, and lastly, your head. Then let that awareness cover your whole body at the same time. The idea is to scan your body with your attention, stopping for a breath or two on each part. And this practice will strengthen your ability to direct and hold your attention. Our next step is to thank your monkey mind for sharing. So you may notice that that moment that you sit down to start to remember things and you feel this urge to act upon them, like you remembered something you needed to do. But this is part of the process. And when those thoughts come up and try to take your attention away from your body, simply and silently say to yourself, thank you for sharing and direct your attention back to your body. This is all a part of becoming the own master of your body and getting comfortable with meditation. If you feel discomfort or frustration and you want to stop, just keep sitting still and know that that discomfort that you feel is not caused by the exercise itself, but it's what's happening to you when you become aware of your baseline state, that underlying anxiety that you're typically not aware of when the outside world is at full volume and your attention is far away from your body. Becoming aware of that underlying state is the first step towards dissolving it and calming and claiming that energy 
back to you as it has been consumed. So um, our last couple of steps, just where do the thoughts come from? And asking yourself, who is deciding that I think these thoughts? And if I had a choice, would I be thinking them? And if your answer is no, go back to thank you for sharing. And immediately direct your attention to something in the present. And that's why coming into your body and that awareness allows you to anchor your attention into the present moment as often as you can. And remember that you can use this anytime, anywhere. This technique can be used in the middle of any stressful situation, like a meeting or a job interview. When we're nervous, it's because our unconscious thoughts are interpreting, judgment, measuring, expecting, and that unconscious process consumes vital energy that builds up anxiety. So by redirecting our attention to our body and our breath, we reclaim that wasted energy. It may be really hard to remember this in difficult situations, so start with easy ones. And then try to do it in harder and harder ones. In my own personal experience, I know that if I'm present for even a split second, I remember to redirect attention to my body and my breath and the energy immediately shifts. When you become more present, others in the room feel that energy as well. Practicing being present will help you clear out quantum toxins from your mind. You will begin to be able to use your energy and attention to stay present and be more productive. This practice will also help you become more aware of the decisions that you're making. So practicing this five-minute simple meditation of scanning your body, cleaning the mind, the ability to strengthen, and the ability to stay present and anxiety-free throughout the rest of your day. So it's something you want to practice often. And let us know if you try it and you have any success. So let's get right into our topic. Yeah. Um, so I know that um, for myself, when I think of toxins, I usually think of like toxins inside of like the body mm-hmm. um, and like from the foods we eat and stuff. But something that I learned over the last like couple of years um, it's about like environmental toxins and how many there are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people that don't know, I just wanted to give like a little synopsis of what they are. So environmental toxins are typically cancer causing chemicals and endocrine disruptors, um, endocrine meaning like our, um, endocrine like hormones and inside our body. So, uh, they're both human made and naturally occurring that can harm our health by disrupting sensitive biological systems. Um, So like things we can think of that we think of like toxins, like lead and mercury, like those are obviously poisonous, like formaldehyde and that stuff. But other things that we might not think of are like BPA, which I know like popular now you see on like a lot of products like BPA free um, because companies have been trying to make things without BPA, Um, like phthalates and pesticides that we use in our foods, but on other items as well. Um, so I just wanted people to like kind of be aware of those things and that they're in basically everything from our clothing, you know, to kind of pretty much anything out there. Yeah. I feel like has some kind of environmental toxin to it. So uh, it can feel really overwhelming when you first start looking at this stuff because it's seemingly everywhere. Um, but don't get discouraged and like, as always, like start off slowly, um, and just do what you can in the beginning. And as you go, you'll like notice it becomes easier to like pick those things out and try to, and like find alternatives. Yeah. So So that's why I love you so much because you just did such a great job in explaining all of that, but you didn't make it sound scary and it was really I mean, it is scary, but it was very (laughs) absorbable information. Uh, And something that we need to consider is that our bodies in this day and age in 2020, we're taking in more chemicals in one day than the generation 100 years ago took in in their entire lifetime. Um, And not to mention all the content that we consume too so we're really just bringing in a lot of toxins that are in the environment 
toxins that are that are in our thoughts um, caused by media or social media or things you consume, even like scary movies and things like that. We've talked on a little bit on here mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, but in the last couple of years that I've been a wellness advocate with doTERRA, a huge part of it has been education for me. And coming from a holistic natural background, we are aware that there are disruptors in our environment, things that do cause harm to the body um, on a cellular and systemic level. And a lot of times we're deceived by marketing tactics that um, companies have gotten really good at being able to cover up and hide what they put in products and they can make things look like really safe and natural and clean by their packaging and we Mm -hmm. don't even think to flip it over and look and see what's inside Um, and we can be deceived by you know reading something that says like all natural well arsenic is natural Um, so it can be it's on us and it's our job as the consumer to vote with our dollar and know what we're spending our money on Um, I know that that's important for both you and I that like we're getting what we pay for and that we are trying to be as natural and mindful as possible when it comes to like the products that we consume and put on or near our body. Um, And something, you know, I wasn't aware of was how dangerous fragrance can be to our endocrine system, our hormones. And that was something that I noticed a shift in my own Um, health when I started to switch out and reduce my toxic load as far as like products I was consuming and things I had in my own home and things I had control over. So um, it can be scary because there is so much that we can't control. And if we walk outside, you know, we're breathing in fumes, we're breathing in fumes in our home or whatever you want to think. So you can go down the rabbit hole and start to get really paranoid and scared. But I think part of it is education and just focusing on what you can control and knowing that like, all right, I'm going to make up for it by being really mindful and conscious in these areas. And I'm going to just also have to accept that I can't control everything. And that's a really beautiful thing too. So uh, just to, to talk a little bit more on this and then we'll move to things that we can actually do. But I wasn't aware of this and I like to share it with people is that Fragrance is proprietary, which means it's owned by the company that creates it. So anywhere from a perfume to a candle or whatever, uh, these companies do not have to disclose what's in fragrance because it's considered proprietary. Just like, um, you know, McDonald's doesn't have to share what's in their Big Mac sauce because it's considered proprietary and it can get, you know, stolen and replicated and whatever. So fragrance industry has that same protection that they do not have to share with you what's in their product. So a product can say that it's organic, paraben free, um, all natural. But if you read that label and it says fragrance in there, there can be anywhere from three to 100 ingredients that make up that fragrance It can be full of synthetics and uh, things that you wouldn't normally want to use in your products, but they don't have to tell you what's in there. So keep that in mind if you ever see fragrance on a label, because that was something I was not aware of. Um, And then just another part that's really important for me and why I love working with doTERRA is because they really treat the farmers well that are the ones that are in control of growing the crops and caring for the fields. And these farmers for years have been exploited by the fragrance industry. Again, that was something I wasn't aware of. And that's just something really near and dear to my heart growing up in a family background in agriculture uh, and just being a proponent for wanting people to do well and thrive around the world. So when I found out that in these impoverished countries, fragrance industries from all over are exploiting the farmers, never paying them, um, and definitely not paying them a fair salary if they do pay them. 
and doTERRA has gone in and purchased land in these areas like where they get the oils from and they take control of that whole process so they know who the farmers are they know the land that it's on they're doing all the distilling right there there's no middleman because that's when things start to get really sketchy too when Mm -hmm. there's other companies involved and industries involved because everybody wants to make money and cut corners um, for the most part so that's why I love them and working with them because they're are they're just a really good company that actually gives a you know what about their farmers and the the little guy Uh, And just to kind of piggyback on everything we talk about on this podcast, which is like women's health, um, they do a lot in those countries to give back. Um, So there's this Healing Hands Foundation that goes in and teaches women in those countries about birth control naturally. And they provide them with these bracelets with 28 beads on them and show them and teach them to keep track of each day so they know when they're fertile because these are really poor countries and they have a lot of kids that they um, are just trying to help them so they can stay afloat and just so they know like all right avoid having sex on these days because these are the days that you're fertile and they had never had that education prior Uh, they also never had access a lot of them to menstrual products and that's been something that's been provided through doTERRA. There's huge initiatives to get them those products because so often when women turn, you know, 13 or whatever age they get their period, now they can no longer go to school. So that's like where their education ends. So they've made really great strides. So I know I've gotten gotten off on a tangent, but I think (laughs) it's just important to know that. Um, And I know our listeners probably care about that like we do too. So yeah, definitely. That's awesome. I like that they give out those bracelets because it's not like they can provide just birth control yeah. you know, for everyone and it's a way to track it. Um, I like love that. That's such a cool idea. And I think it stays in line with like their culture too. They mm-hmm. are not really cultures that go towards synthetics. So why not have this really nice beaded bracelet um, that can do that? So I think that's a part of cleaning up our toxic load, too, is just knowing that you're buying from companies that really care and are trying to make a difference globally or locally or whatever, because that is part of the toxic process, too. Like, I have a hard time shopping through big corporations. Like, I would assume 98% of us have to do it at some point, but... Um, And it's not to say that big corporations don't give charitable initiatives too, Mm -hmm. um, but what mark are they leaving on the world or the environment or whatever? So, um, you know, just starting with that. And I think that really puts us in a good mindset too when we're actively searching out companies that care. Definitely. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a big part of it. And I, I know we got off on a tangent, but I just wanted to mention that and something that I've been doing with essential oils over the last couple of years and just noticing the different quality with these ones in particular is I've been diffusing. Um, so if you haven't heard of a diffuser, which I'm sure like everybody has, but a diffuser is a way that you can get the benefits of essential oils into your home make your house smell nice, um, really change up the mood or the setting, and you can get all different kinds of diffusers. There's ones that you add water and then a couple drops of the oil, the essential oil too. Um, You can do passive diffusing, which just means you put a drop on something that's intended for passive diffusing. Like I have these little like lava stones that I just set on my desk. It's nice if you don't want to use like power or you Mm -hmm. can get like little passive ones for in your car Um, but when you are diffusing essential oils especially high quality ones what happens is they neutralize the positive ions in the air so it's just going to work to absorb toxins uh, not so much absorb but to mask toxins so because the essential oils come from the immune system of a plant, they can work to get that 
stuff out of the air that's going to be toxic for us. Um, And just by improving the purity of the air, that can help us with things like maybe we bring in bacteria, germs, virus. Um, But with that being said, not all oils are created equally. And I'm not trying to just go on a, you know, doTERRA rant. But there is a reason that I use those because they do have um, higher standards than any other essential oil company out there Mm -hmm. and there's no regulation around FDA wise for essential oils so they can say that they're therapeutic grade essential oils and only have to have 10% of what they're saying Um, so doTERRA is third-party tested and they have really high standards for themselves so like you always know what you're going to get but we're also not a fan of waste so if you already have oils that you got from somewhere else, you know, go ahead and use them up. But keep in mind, the next ones you buy should be from a a good quality trusted company. Yeah, speaking of like diffusers, um, I know, like, some of the main reasons most people get into essential oils is to use diffusers, and to get away from like candle use. Mm -hmm. And so there was just like a huge, (laughs) my niece is talking about a candle sale at Bath and Bath and Body Works, um, and like Yankee Candles, huge. Everyone loves candles. So, can you kind of touch on why candles are not the best? Um, and I kind of also have a question with that about what about candles made with essential oils? Yeah, those are really good questions. So, um, first, candles that you get from conventional places are going to have toxic contents whether it's the wax um, or the fragrance and mostly the fragrance is what we have to worry about so when you are taking in that synthetic fragrance because you're breathing it in it's absorbing on your skin whether you have a plug-in a candle um, whatever it is that is synthetic man-made fragrance so your body doesn't know what to do with it so ultimately it's just trying to detox it out of you so even though you might love the smell of the candle um and it's interesting because the more I get away from synthetic fragrance the less I enjoy it and a lot of times candles will give me headaches now and also we want to consider that now you have that synthetic fragrance that our body already doesn't know what to do with and then we're heating it up um so you're making it more Uh, more likely to be absorbed because Mm -hmm. it's getting a higher temperature. Um, So that soot, the output that comes from the candles, the fragrance, the wax that's in there, that's all these toxins that we're consuming. And it might not even be noticeable. It might be really subtle. Uh, Our bodies are resilient so they can handle it for a long time. But if you are experiencing like hormonal issues respiratory issues and you are a big proponent of candles or plugins I just challenge you to get rid of them for a little while just put them away um, and see if that makes a shift or a difference because that might be something that is wreaking havoc on your body Uh, and you know we think of like pets they're smaller than us they don't absorb as well as we do like they're uh hormones and their adrenals are taxed by these because they're smaller than us so like they're not gonna they're gonna realize it quicker than we are that it could be affecting them Um, and then your other question about what about essential or or candles that are made with essential oils so with Mm -hmm. that I would say do your research and make sure you're working or buying from a company that has good practices Maybe they are a smaller owned company, and that's where I see that you can actually trust those companies. Um, But even small companies cut corners, and they might be buying their essential oils from Amazon or TJ Maxx or somewhere like that. So if they say certified pure therapeutic grade, CPTG, um, that is the highest gold standard of essential oils. So 
they're probably from doTERRA if they're saying that, but like other companies can't like say like we're using doTERRA's oils, mm-hmm. but they can say certified pure therapeutic grade. Um, so that's one thing to look for. I mean, I think that's definitely a step in the right direction if you're using like soy, organic wax, whip, um, beeswax, wicks, and they're adding the essential oils in as the candle cools. So, you know, you need to get the wax super hot in order to melt it and pour it into the mold. And then the best time to add the oil is as the wax cools because then nothing is changed Mm -hmm. um, because of the temperature. So that's probably your safer option. Um, But it's just so much easier to diffuse after you've been doing it that it's kind of even hard to think of going back to candles now. Um, And I can leave my house and not worry about, did I blow that candle out? Was it going to burn the place down? So, um, so yeah, I mean, and I don't, I don't really think that it's great for us to be breathing in anything that has been heated up with the flame and you're like, now you're changing the properties of the oils too. So definitely if you want to like make your own candles with essential oils and you do it properly, I'm all about that. Um, but I just think it's easier and it lasts longer when you're diffusing. Cause you know, like when you buy a candle after a while, it doesn't really smell like anything anyways. Um, but then when you are using your diffuser, like you're adding a few drops in each time. So you're always going to have that lasting smell. Right. It's not like you buy it. And then after a few weeks, it doesn't smell anymore anyways. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So I hope that yeah. answered Some of the oils that I love to diffuse too, like, especially if I'm using that intention of like, okay, I want to like clean my space and detox the air. Um, I love mixing together citruses and mints and Mm -hmm. different oils are going to have like different levels of antiviral properties, antibacterial, um, antifungal, because depending on like what that plant does or the environment that it's in in nature um it's going to have more of those properties and i could talk all day on like the emotional aspects of oils because i think that's really interesting like you start to think of trees and how grounding trees are so the oils that come from trees like frankincense and copaiba they're very grounding they're going to make you feel like balanced and connected Um, whereas then you have like your citruses that any, you know, you think of like oranges and lemons and they're bright and happy and vibrant. And then you get things like, um, your grasses, like a lemongrass, that's going to just be like, really like you're going with the flow and like picture yourself in a field of grass. So, um, it can be really cool in that sense to try to like change the mood of the room because, you know, when you smell something, it does shift your mood really quickly. You think of how you smell like fresh homemade chocolate chip cookies, puts you in a good mood. Mm -hmm. And then if you smell like garbage or a skunk, you're like in a bad mood. So um, there's a lot to be said and like the chemistry of the brain and the anatomy of the brain, how close things are as far as our sense of smell and how close it is to the limbic center, which is memories and emotions. So um, yeah, I think I could... sense is like our strongest emotion. Mm-hmm. If I, I think that's correct, and I'm like it so. is for me because like sometimes I'll smell something. I'm like that reminds me of my grandmother's house when I was five years old on this specific day. Like, yeah, it's crazy how like specific like scents can become. You know, I remember when I was like studying herbs, um, we would have we had the raw herbs there to study from because we would have to ID them. And part of it was I was always smelling them because that would help my memory of them even more. Like, oh, it smelled like this. Like, it would help me jog my memory better. So I love that. Yeah. I wish we could have done that when we were learning the muscles. (laughs) Um, Cool. So when, um, you know, it all started for me with like switching to diffusing. And I was like, all right, I want to start making my own cleaning products for in my home. 
So I did that with oils and making my own concoctions and getting on Pinterest and figuring things out. So um, I can't like go on without mentioning On Guard just because it is like a powerhouse oil when it comes to cleaning. And that's a blend that doTERRA has and has clove and wild orange and cinnamon. Um, And it's just has really great properties when it comes to the antibacterial antiviral realm so Mm -hmm. I would make cleaners with that I'd add some like lemon to make it smell super clean and fresh and lemon works really good too for like any stains any built-on grease so I was noticing what was cool was that I could like I pretty much cleaned up my whole cabinet under my sink I felt like I had 50 different products all with Mm -hmm. chemical laden things in them Um, And then to just be able to have one thing that works on everything, I could clean my vegetables with it, I could clean my dishes with it, I could clean my counters, I could clean my glass, um, all with the same product. And it was really cool and eye opening because I'm like, you know what, Um, if I am eating off my counters, and, you know, my dog's putting his nose on my sliding glass door I want those to be safe for everybody um so that was just a priority of mine so um I do have a concentrate cleaner that just has on guard and cast soap in it and it works beautifully on everything and I've been able to minimize and know that it's super safe so I love that yeah I'm the same way like it wears me out now to clean a counter like especially like at the kitchen counter with anything that's not something I would eat <laughs> yeah like I'm like um I don't want to clean this with Clorox because I don't want to eat Clorox yeah like that's gross <laughs> I know there's a reason why we like gag as we're <laughs> cleaning with these like we're not that and like I hate cleaning especially like a bathroom where like well the bathroom I have or like a lot of bathrooms don't have windows and so when I'm right. cleaning them it gets so fumey and I turn the fan on even if I'm like, you know, whatever I'm using, but like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. This is how I die. Like, yeah. I'm going to pass out. And, <laughs> like, it's just, there's so, I don't know. It just smells so bad. And I understand like in certain places, like we need to use mm-hmm. like heavy duty chemicals to get mm-hmm. rid of things, especially in the time of like, we're in a pandemic, like only certain things kill things you know Mm -hmm. um so we have to be safe about it too um but reducing it where we can where we don't need those heavy chemicals is so important Um, yeah and we know that connection with gut health too like I don't know Mm -hmm. if that's anything that you want to um talk on a little bit more because I think that's really interesting of like that bacteria not to go down a rabbit hole but if we're constantly cleaning and Lysol wiping and I know like we need to stay safe too but we have to find that balance because we want to keep our immune system Mm -hmm. up with that good bacteria that lingers in our gut yeah I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize is like we always think bacteria is bad um but there's bad bacteria that's something that you know isn't good for us and there's good bacteria and every you know like for a dog naturally that occurs in dogs mouths is something is h pylori bacteria which Mm -hmm. um if anyone knows that's associated with like um acid reflux and um, ulcers in the stomach but naturally for dogs that's naturally occurring in their bodies so it's good for them but when we let them lick our mouths (laughs) or whatever and we get it we get ulcers so it's just about what's good for us um versus you know whatever else whether animal but um yeah, so we need to be aware that we can't just kill off everything out there. Like, there are things that we need um, for our bodies. And that's why, I mean, you know, eating probiotics and stuff is also good because we're feeding the good bacteria in our guts. But, yeah, we don't want to be eating things like, you know, we put an apple on the counter and we we wash that counter with Clorox. And now we're eating Clorox and now it's killing everything inside our bodies. Like, that's just going to create other issues because of the gut brain connection and lead to all the other things that I can get a rabbit hole down, but yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, just to be aware of like 
even like obviously even if we don't eat it it's still getting in our system but obviously eating it is like the most direct route into mm-hmm. our systems um but yeah being aware of like what we touch and what we eat and if you are cleaning with those harmful chemicals like maybe start wearing gloves while using them um yeah just like simple things like that and it takes a long time to become aware of this and even like now I'll slip up and you'd be like oh I probably shouldn't be touching this like it's Mm -hmm. it's not something you can you know be 100% all the time um but yeah just being aware it takes it takes years and it's it's okay we're gonna mess up it's not not gonna die because of you know we cleaned with Clorox (laughs) like it's fine right I just um heard this story from a lady who is one of my new Um, essential oil customers and she was a house cleaner for years housekeeper and she would always clean people's houses barefoot um, with cleaning the shower so Mm -hmm. she would clean the shower but always do it barefoot um, for whatever reason and she was getting these like flu-like symptoms nobody could figure out what was going on Um, and then it dawned on her like she just had a an epiphany that maybe it has something to do like maybe she heard something whatever but it had something to do with her being barefoot cleaning the shower with the chemicals and sure enough when she stopped doing that and wearing shoes while she cleaned the showers the symptoms went away that's crazy yeah and our feet absorb really well and like I always tell people to um, if they're going to use essential oils topically to put them on their feet because it's just a really great place to absorb their big pores. Um, if you've ever seen like a reflexology map, you could play around with different points on the feet. Um, so it's a great place to apply your high quality essential oils, but not so great to put your cleaning products. Right. Um, Speaking of applying um, oils, so I know when we're in massage school, we talked about this a little Mm -hmm. bit and I've always been told to use a carrier. Mm -hmm. Um, So are there some oils that you don't have to use a carrier or do you recommend using a carrier for all oils if you're applying it directly on the skin? That's a great question. And massage school had me very fearful of essential oils. And (laughs) I think they did a good job of telling us that though, because the quality piece right so um you know i don't recommend putting any oils on your body if they're not great quality however if you don't know the quality you're definitely always going to want to use a carrier oil or avoid putting them on topically in general so with doTERRA oils you can apply them straight up with no carrier oil to the bottom of your feet if you're an adult our feet are really hardy. They can take it. And it's a great place to absorb your oils on the bottom of your feet if you're going to be doing them straight up, no carrier oil. If you're going to apply them to other parts of your body that are more sensitive, um, you have fair skin, little kids, pets, that's when you're always going to want to use a carrier oil. And everybody reacts differently to different oils. Like I've been using oils for a few years now. I have like just a higher tolerance. If a little spills on me here and there, like it doesn't bother me if it's straight up on my skin. Um, But if you ever come in contact with oils that aren't on the bottom of your feet, and if you're not uh, using a carrier oil, you're just getting familiar with it, you're going to want to apply that carrier oil so you don't have any like burning And if you think of things like cinnamon, oregano, those are really spicy and they're going to feel spicy on your skin. Lavender, peppermint, lemon, these are much more gentle and you might be able to use them directly on your skin, but we're all different. Um, So if you have like more of a fair complexion, sensitive skin, you're going to want to just use a carrier oil to be safer anyways, Um, but you can apply them to adult feet straight up if they're, you know, high quality oils, you can use a carrier oil like fractionated coconut oil is my favorite carrier oil. Um, It's my favorite oil to massage with. It's absorbent. You're not going to feel super greasy afterwards. And the cool part about using a carrier oil is because a carrier oil is fatty, you know, it's like coconut oil or avocado oil, that fat, 
absorbs really well into our skin. So there's the possibility too, you're going to have a more effective experience because that fat is absorbing really well. And then it's going to just help that oil, the essential oil penetrate into our skin and into our blood um, on a quicker, more effective level. So Mm -hmm. that's just a good idea. You can make like your own roller bottles um, or you can just apply like a little oil in your hand and then a couple drops of the essential oil and, and rub it on the area that you want. So that's a good question. Um, and then another thing to consider too, I forgot to mention this, like essential oils are intended to detox the toxins. So don't use plastic when you're creating your own cleaning sprays. Um, you want to use glass because it'll actually eat through the plastic. Mm-hmm. I think that's also a good lesson. I haven't heard anything on this. I guess I haven't really de- like dove deep into it. But for me, I think that using diffusers that are, if you can, mostly glass mm-hmm. um, would be the best thing. I don't know what if you've heard anything about this because I would think plastic, again, you're using oils. A lot of these might be you know, like if you're getting like the citruses and stuff kind of corrosive when they're, yeah. you know, yeah. concentrated like that. So then if you're heating that up kind of, not, yeah. that may not be the greatest thing, you know, if you're diffusing so, like yeah. these plastic molecules into the air as well. Yeah. And that's why I always tell people, I'm like, all right, get your oils from doTERRA. You can get your diffuser from wherever. Uh, but in all reality, your diffuser does matter too. So um, you want if you are able to get all glass, um, I have not come across an all glass diffuser that's been awesome. Uh, but may, I'm sure they're, they're out there. But if you have, I think it's called the number two plastic and it's BPA free. So that goes through a different process and it isn't as uh, porous as regular plastic would be like a plastic water bottle Mm -hmm. so there is a type of plastic that you can safely diffuse your essential oils in um but yeah like you said glass seems like it would be the most safe and that's why passive diffusing is nice too like Mm -hmm. diffusers are awesome for in a bigger space um but you can just drip an oil or two like on a a little lava stone or something yeah, like that like for a bathroom or something that'd be yeah. perfect, like passive diffusing yep or if you want to like do a drop or two on like the side of your shower before you get in and, mm-hmm. and then you can smell that while you're showering and it can help open up the respiratory system really nicely too um, yeah especially if you have a cold or something and you're all stuffed up putting some like euca- eucalyptus or mint mm-hmm. or something oh that's the best i know <laughs> it's like you're in a little steam room I know. It's so nice. And, you know, speaking of bathrooms and stuff like that, it just makes me think of deodorant. And I just went on Instagram yesterday and talked about deodorant. I had this epiphany not too long ago about, um, you know, just my acupuncture point brain was thinking Mm -hmm. like, how I we've always Part known, one. <laughs> yeah we've always known that like that's where the lymphatic system is and so mm-hmm. like you're putting these chemicals on your armpits with deodorant um but I was thinking of that connection to heart one and what a like sensitive area that is on our mm-hmm. body um uh, and it just kind of like it doesn't make sense to be putting toxins right over heart one right even I think for oncologists, when women get breast cancer, the first thing they tell them to do is stop using conventional deodorant. Yeah. Like, if, if we need to stop it when we have cancer, why do why isn't a preventative measure? <laughs> like, it's crazy to me that, I don't know. Yeah, and That's I can remember widely known. years ago going to acupuncture because I've always had sweaty armpits since I could remember, like, Same. 13 years old. And... Um, yeah, I feel like we're more people do have sweaty armpits, so why don't we talk about this? Um, and I felt like I was like the only one besides my friend in school. So, anyways, uh, I remember going to an acupuncturist and saying to them, like, I have really sweaty armpits. Like, can you help that go away? And he was like, No, because you want the sweat to come out. So that's 
something that is like more of an underlying thing or other areas to focus on like we want your armpits to sweat if they're trying to sweat Mm -hmm. Um, so I just wasn't sure if like you had anything to add to that but I can just remember asking yeah I mean there's I mean sweating is normal that's that's just it's normal there's such things as like if you were over sweating like a profuse amount like there are things that acupuncture can help with um Mm -hmm. but as you said like it's natural it's normal to sweat from your armpits (laughs) Like, it's going to happen. Um, we can't stop it. I mean, you can with antiperspirant. But, again, that's trapping everything inside. So, okay. like, you're supposed to sweat to get rid of, you know, the toxins in your body or, um, you know, build up of whatever that naturally occurs, whether we have environmental toxins occurring or not. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say. Um, but it's... Well, and just oh, like I was thinking, like it, yeah. yeah, like in acupuncture terms, like or TCM terms, like sweating helps to get out like um, what we call the evils or like things that cause disease. Um, so not sweating, you're internalizing those diseases and causing something that will turn into something greater down the road. Um, but yeah, I mean, over over sweating, sure, we can help, but it it depends case by case. Everyone's different. Yeah. So I've been on a natural deodorant journey for quite some time now, and I have noticed a couple of things. Um, the more I clean up my diet, my lifestyle, the less body odor that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I notice a big difference if like. I'm consuming a lot of junk food or alcohol or something like, you know, that I know isn't that great. Um, And then my armpits actually like smelling bad. So that's something that I continue to like work on and be mindful with. And it's a way for me to check in to know like how good I'm doing as far as like cleaning up my diet goes. And it's really cool, but also bizarre that it shows up so quickly in my armpits. Um, And that wasn't something I noticed before I went on the natural deodorant journey. When I was using conventional deodorant, like I never had a BO problem, Mm -hmm. never had to worry about it because that covered it up. Um, So that's just been something that I've been more aware of and like listening to my body. So when I say I've tried it all, like I have really tried it all. Um, I even went on a stint where I was just using cut up lime wedges as deodorant oh my god (laughs) like we could talk about deodorant over here but uh something that's been really great for me is to use the amazonian clay um i posted it on my instagram i can't remember the exact name of it it's not in front of me but this is like that ancient indian clay like you can get at any health food store and you mix it with equal parts vinegar or water and then you make a mask out of it it turns into like that consistency of a mask and you can put it on your armpits lay on your couch with your arms above your head for like 15 minutes hop in the shower and rinse it off and that's just a great way to start getting those toxins out of your armpits um the conventional deodorant and just i mean even if you're using natural deodorant you might want to just try that if you're like struggling with the body odor that's seemed to help a lot um and i periodically do that like every three or four, five months when I think about it or when I feel like I need to do that. So after that, it can be really drying because that clay is absorbing everything. So you might want to go in with some coconut oil just to nourish and rehydrate your armpits afterwards. And if you want, you could add in some essential oil to that, like a lavender or something that's really calm. And lavender is intended to like soothe the skin or you can get another oil that tickles your fancy if you don't love lavender um and then I also shared this um natural like salt mineral salt spray that's just mineral salt and water um the brand is Thai and that looked so interesting to me yeah and it I really like want to try works. that one it really works so many people <laughs> message me and they're like I already ordered that so like <laughs> it's It's something, though, that you need to be diligent with. Like, it's not – it works really well, but, like, you should put it on when you get out of the shower and, like, let it kind of just dry naturally. Uh, 
it's crazy. Like my armpits can stink and then I spray that and then they don't. And I'm like, where did that go? But it's just salt salt and water. Um, And it works really well and it lasts forever and you're not using a lot of waste. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I love experimenting with natural deodorants, really making sure the products that are in them are good. Um, I've tried a few different brands. I love doTERRA's because I trust what's in it. And I know that the fragrance is made with real essential oils, but I also have found other brands that I really like. Um, I can't think of any of the brands off the top of my head, but there are some out there. And I find that I'm this way with a lot of products after a while, the effectiveness isn't the same. So it's not a bad idea to like switch it up or have a few different kinds that you'd like um, that you can just kind of rotate around between. Yeah, I found that true too. Like, and that's true with a lot of things that we use, like switching things up because our body gets used to um, mm-hmm. things, even like nutritionally. Yeah. So um, switching it up, I think you'll find that they'll work better when you switch it up every, you know, few months or whatever it is. Yeah. I think that's just a good idea. Um, so yeah, the other thing I had written down was laundry. I just wanted to talk Mm -hmm. on that for a couple of seconds because we all need to do laundry. Um, so you can start to find some really great DIY recipes to make your own laundry detergent keep in mind that you have a high energy or whatever they're called the efficiency yep. laundry machines washing machines you want to make sure that you're using ingredients that are safe for those um, but you can make your own recipes through Pinterest I found some great ones with like borax and cast aisle soap um, and, and you can do it yourself doTERRA makes an awesome laundry soap too What's different too, it's not a detergent. Detergent is very stripping, again, with like that conventional stuff. But if the biggest takeaway you have is to get the laundry detergent that doesn't have fragrance in it, um, especially if you have sensitive skin, that's just a really good place to start. Um, I no longer use fabric softener. I just use some vinegar in the fabric softener spot, and it's been working amazing. And it doesn't smell like vinegar. It just makes your clothes super soft. And then I use dryer balls in the dryer made from wool. But if you don't want um, wool because of purposes that you have, um, you can get other ones that are made from other things. But I've gotten wool ones that are sourced sustainably. And they just reduce the static cling. They make your laundry soft two and then the last couple minutes of the dry cycle because you know like a lot of times you put your hand in and it's like oh it needs to go back on for like 15 minutes Mm -hmm. or whatever that's when I'll drip a couple of essential oil drops onto the wool dryer ball like right at the end and then like you can actually smell it and it's not like being heated up for an extended period of time um you know and just so I've just been able to really clean up my laundry routine with those changes yeah I definitely switched to dryer balls too because a it's more cost effective Mm -hmm. and b like those dryer sheets are like so bad for you yeah (laughs) like detergents are too but like if it was if it was one thing I could tell people like between the two I'm like yeah do the dryer balls and try to get like um detergent that has just like no fragrance like that Mm -hmm. would be my two yeah cost effective ways to help with the laundry um yeah because like on I never used um fabric softener I don't even use vinegar and I don't find that my clothes are stiff or whatever I don't know what it's supposed to do exactly yeah um so I mean if people just want to like not buy that like that's fine too yeah um and yeah I mean I think the dryer balls too kind of help with um drying time because they kind of like move it everything around better so things like circulate better and they dry a little faster um just like it helps with like energy efficiency too i think so yeah Um, absolutely i definitely think that you know everyone has to do laundry and 
I think that's fun. Like you have the dryer balls and you can put whatever scent you want on them because instead of like getting a whole box of just lavender, like you can make it right something fun. Yeah, and <laughs> um, it's like whatever scent I, you want. I'll like with my stuff that I use for like yoga, I'm gonna put more of like peppermints and invigorating smells like on my workout clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I try to be like aware of that. I mean, not always, but sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And the last thing I just wanted to mention, because like people will ask me about this. And uh, so it's just kind of in the wheelhouse of research I've done um, about saging your home or using Mm -hmm. Palo Santo um, for in your home. So just a couple of things. Again, you always want to just like do your research, vote with your dollar and know that you're working with companies that are sustainable and have really good practices um just to give that cultural respect to sage and palo santo they are ancient traditions and i think that before you go ahead and do that um you should honor those practices and learn more about them and learn more about their history so that way you're bringing that intention in with you as you clean and purify your space they can be really great to use as long as they're coming from good companies that have morals and respect for those products. Um, and not so much products, but those parts of the environment that they're using. Um, and when you do sage, like make sure you keep your windows open so you're not smoking yourself out, like just on the health end. Because again, you know, we are lighting something. So you're, you don't want to directly necessarily like breathe a lot of that in you want to have that circulating airflow and with palo santo there's a big problem in the environment um, globally with the way that palo santo is consumed and taken by companies Uh, palo santo is supposed to come from a dead palo santo tree that has fallen Mm -hmm. and a lot of times what Um, companies are doing now is like taking it from trees that are still alive and really unsustainably and inhumanely taking that and it's a sacred tradition that can be really cleansing and healing Uh, but I think it's just important to honor that and to do your research there's this great company called I'm gonna butcher it but it's called like um on a Monday um so when we talk about this I will um I'll tag them on it once this podcast comes out because they're just like, they're doing it the right way. They're getting it from the trees that have died. They're getting it from people who have uh, that lineage of extracting it. They're not doing it in a really commercial and harmful way. So I just think Mm -hmm. it's really easy for us to see something on the internet and be like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to do it. And then you like Amazon Prime it. Right. And um, you're not really honoring that and you're not doing it in the most humane and sustainable way. So, um, you know, and I'm not trying to sound negative because a lot of times people have really good intentions behind it. It's just that I think it's important from like a cultural standpoint to honor it and um, from an environmental standpoint to do it properly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like the cultural awareness of it because I think um, – that's really important um, to be aware of. And I think it adds something to the ceremony of it mm-hmm. um, instead of just doing whatever you think you should do. Um, Cause it was intent. It was used for that intention. So I think we should bring that into our practice with it as well. Agreed. Um, yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I think we have talked for long we have. <laughs> if you've made it this far. Then you're awesome. Congrats. Awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like so much more we could talk about with environmental toxins and, and essential oils and stuff. But um, I think that was a good beginning step for people. Um, and if you guys have any questions, um, feel free to reach out to Britt. Um, you can reach out to me as well, but <laughs> I don't know as much as on it, um, but I can transfer you over to Brit if you reach out to me um for questions about essential oils and all that type of stuff so yeah it's all just it's just a learning process and 
the more you get into it, the easier it becomes. It's those little daily steps that we can take action on and, and change up and just be more mindful. But um, like we said, just one step at a time and don't feel like you need to like throw away anything. Use what you have and mm-hmm. then make more conscious decisions moving forward. Definitely, as always. Yeah. All right. All right. So you can find us on our Instagram, In Touch Podcast, and reach out to us there for more topic ideas. And if you have questions for us or things you want to hear about. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Hey, guys, if you want to get more information and stay in touch, you can find us on Instagram at InTouchPodcast. And you can also follow us on our personal accounts. Nicole is at, at Essence Acupuncture. That's E-S-S-E-N-C-E Acupuncture. And Brittany can be found at Balanced Britta. That's B-R-I-T-T-A. Balanced Britta. Thanks. Thanks.